the 18th of February, 1895, at the Albemarle Club in Piccadilly, John Sholto Douglas, Marquis of Queensbury, handed a card to the hall porter. The hall porter passed the card to its intended recipient. The card bore a short message for Oscar Wilde, posing sodomite. This message led Oscar Wilde to bring a libel case against Queensbury, who was the father of Wilde's lover, Alfred. The case was heard in March 1895. Oscar Fingal of Flaherty Wales Wilde. I'm a dramatist and author. I take great interest in matters of art. On the 28th of February last, about 5 p.m., I drove up to the Albemarle Club. I spoke to the hall porter. He handed to me the envelope. In handing to me the envelope, he said something to me. That something he said was a message from the defendant. The message was, Lord Queensbury desired me, sir, to hand his card to you when you came into the club. He handed to me the envelope, which I opened, and in it I found the card. I read what was on the card, as well as I could. I immediately communicated with my solicitor. The very next day, the 1st of March, I applied to this court for a warrant for Lord Queensbury's apprehension. John Sheltow Douglas, Marquess of Queensbury. I have simply to say this, that I wrote the note simply to bring matters to a head, having been unable to meet with Mr. Wilde and to save my son. And I abide by what I wrote. The Marquis of Queensbury assembled an array of witnesses in his defence. The prosecution case collapsed. On the 5th of April, 1895, Oscar Wilde was arrested and charged with gross indecency. The evidence from the libel case against Queensbury was turned around and used against Wilde. He was convicted at the Central Criminal Court and sentenced to two years in prison with hard labour. During his two years of incarceration, many letters were sent to the governor of Reading Jail by Oscar Wilde's friends, his relatives, and by complete strangers. Dear Sir, my brother-in-law, Mr. Oscar Wilde, on the day of the verdict, wore his brother's waistcoat in place of his own. Would you be so kind as to send it to me and I will forward the right one. I do not know if you would extend your kindness to give a small message from me. If so, would you give him my fondest love and say how often I think of him? Also, what perhaps will give him the most pleasure is that his mother is wonderfully well. Very truly yours, Lily Wilde. In July 1896, Oscar Wilde made a petition from Reading Jail to the Home Secretary.
Home Secretary. For more than 13 dreadful months, the petitioner has been subject to the fearful system of solitary cellular confinement. Without human intercourse of any kind, without writing materials, condemned to absolute silence. Cut off from all knowledge of the external world and the movements of life, living an existence composed of bitter deprivations and terrible hardships, hideous in its uncaring monotony of dreary task and sickening privation, the despair and misery of this lonely and wretched life having been intensified beyond words by the death of his mother, Lady Wilde, to whom he was dearly attached, as well as the contemplation of ruin he has brought to his young wife and his two children. Reading Jail, to the Governor. I do not see any objection to any of the books on the accompanying list, which books are offered, I understand, by a friend of the prisoner Oscar Wilde, to be for his use while still under custody, and then to be lodged with the prisoner's library. The list of books includes German conversation book, French-Italian conversation book, letters of Dante Gabriel Rossetti, Thomas Hardy, The Pursuit of the Well-Beloved, Robert Louis Stevenson, Treasure Island. By special permission, a petitioner is allowed two books a week, but the prison library is extremely small and poor. Books kindly added at the prisoner's request he has read and read until they have become almost meaningless to him. The world of ideas, as the actual world, is closed to him. He is deprived of everything that could soothe, distract, or heal a wounded and shaken mind. As horrible as all the physical privations of modern prison life are, there is nothing compared to the entire privation of literature to one to whom literature was once the first thing of life. Dear sir, I am hopeful that there are no rules and restrictions which will prevent your being so very kind as to give Mr. Wilde the accompanying book. I have never even seen him. unacquainted with God's love, but does not bleed for such a shipwrecked life, such a heartbroken man. I beg and remain faithfully yours. natural that living in this silence, this solitude, this isolation from all human and humane influences, this 
true for those that are not yet dead, the petitioner should, day and night, in every waking hour, be tortured by the fear of absolute and entire insanity. For more than a year, the petitioner's mind has borne this. Bear it no longer. He knows only too well that his career as a writer and dramatist is ended, and his name blotted from the scroll of English literature, never to be replaced. But his children cannot bear that name again. And with all the joy and beauty of existence, taken from him forever. Dear sir, I venture to address you personally upon the subject of a petition for permission to visit Oscar Wilde within sight but not within hearing of an officer. Being a personal friend of Oscar Wilde, it is very painful to me to be obliged to discuss with him so delicate a subject as his relationship with his wife and children before a third person. It is extremely embarrassing to be obliged to discuss with him sums which I and his other friends have got together for him in order to keep him until he can again earn his own livelihood. Yours very faithfully, more able. Dreadful as are the results of the prison system. A system so terrible that it hardens their hearts, whose hearts it does not break. It brutalizes those that have to carry it out, no less than those that have to submit to it. Yet, at least amongst its aims, is not the desire to wreck the human reason. So earnestly does the petitioner beg that he may be allowed to go forth when he has still some sanity left. Our words have still a meaning. Books and message. Our balance may be restored to a shaken mind and health given back to a nature that once knew purity. Oscar Wilde's petition to the Home Secretary failed. It was to be almost another year before he was released from jail on the 19th of May, 1897. He took the night boat to France, never returned to Britain, and died in Paris on the 30th of November, 1900. On the 31st of January, 2017, Turing's law received royal assent. Named after Alan Turing, the Second World War hero and Enigma codebreaker, who committed suicide following his conviction for gross indecency. This law saw thousands of gay and bisexual men convicted of now abolished sexual offenses posthumously pardoned. And Oscar Wilde was one of these men.
This podcast is copyright to the National Archives, all rights reserved. It is available for reuse under the terms of the Open Government Licence.